Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is another exciting episode of our self-care summer series. You know, it's funny, this was not the originally planned release schedule of these episodes, but last week we discussed human contact and physical touch as part of self-care. And this week, I feel like we are really leaning into the physical touch side of that. Though, you know, not with others, but more with yourself. Are you uncomfortable yet? Well, cozy up, get nude, and look at yourself in the mirror for a while, because this week we are discussing self-pleasure. You and I have lots in common, my request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? I always try to be completely transparent with you guys, and with that in mind... I want to start this episode discussing the title of the episode. Originally, this was just going to be the masturbation episode. Until I started putting it together, I hadn't even given any thought to another name. But it's funny, the resistance and connotations that get associated with the word masturbation, and I wanted to make sure I was inclusive of everybody. So depending on how you were raised, what country you grew up in, what religion you are, or any other number of factors... You may have a lot of strong feelings about self-pleasure and or masturbation, and the word itself can make the majority of people blush or get uncomfortable in some way. So I want to broach the subject with sensitivity and caution, but I want to challenge you, the listener, to be open-minded and go into this conversation with the knowledge that you are free to think and feel however you want, but in case that feeling is discomfort, we're going to talk with a sex therapist and try to dissect that a little throughout this episode. You know, there's a lot of shame surrounding the word masturbation. On a previous episode of this podcast, we discussed sex and relationships with licensed therapist Jenny Helms, and I used the word masturbation in the episode description, and Apple Podcasts censored the word. That says a lot about our culture, right? Like, there is something to be said about society deeming that a word associated with self-pleasure is a dirty word, and I think that might be a good place to start. Hi, I'm Sarah Tomkich, and I'm a sex therapist based out of Lansing, Michigan. I think one of our jobs as adults is to interrogate where our beliefs come from. So we can we can either um, sort of default to what we know, which is that uh, masturbation is shameful, masturbation is bad. We should only share pleasurable things with our with our partner, but I think it is important to interrogate those things and come to our own belief about it. And if that belief aligns with how you were raised, I think that's wonderful. And if it doesn't, I think that there's always the option to change. But you can take that option if you want, but you don't have to. But if you are racked with guilt about something that you spend time doing, this would be something that causes you distress. So distress is a sign that you might need someone to help you work through that, whether that's your partner, whether that's a therapist, whether that's somebody in the church. But if you feel distress about something, and shame can be distressful for some people, that's a sign that maybe there's some work that you need to do to get curious about yourself and where that comes from. While this may feel like a heavy place to start, I want to discuss the elephant in the room before we dive down the rabbit hole of self-care. In the past, I've associated some sexual feelings with shame, and those are always really good, though really vulnerable, places to start asking yourself some questions. But with all that aside, I want to dive into how masturbation is a form of self-care, and not just for what many of you may feel like is the obvious reasons, right? But I think a lot of people would be surprised by the overall benefits of a healthy masturbation practice and how that can have ripple effects 
in other parts of your life. So let's go back to the start and learn some more about self-pleasure. If we take our ourselves, right? Self-pleasure can be things I do that are pleasurable to me. I love to garden. I love reading. So these are things I do solo to, pl- to bring joy and pleasure into my life. Yeah. And so I do think that self-pleasure can be something that anything that brings us joy or brings us a sense of peace and solitude. But I think for the, for this episode, what we're talking about is some sort of activity that brings us closer to achieving an orgasm or closer to achieving some sort of sexual pleasure. So we are looking at specifically sex. But I will say, as I discussed with you before, that I do think sexual pleasure is related to the pleasure of life. And so I think that that's truly, you know, orgasm is a wonderful, it's the closest way we can get high without using any kind of drug or other artificial way. The, the amount of chemicals released when we orgasm is is huge. So that is part of the reason that, that when sometimes people use masturbation as a sleep aid, because after we orgasm, our body goes into sort of a state of relaxation because we get, we get a dose of some dopamine. We get some oxytocin. Oxytocin is our love hormones. We feel very connected to ourselves, and, and we feel very peaceful. So we, these are all things that both help us sleep better because we're not as anxious and just reduce anxiety because we feel better. This is a key factor in masturbation being a form of self-care and why I chose this topic for an episode. The benefits of a healthy masturbation practice provide more than just an orgasm. They improve a plethora of other things in your life. First, and I think this is a big thing in American society, masturbation improves your body image. In a study done by Indiana University, a regular masturbation practice was found to improve overall body image, and this was even more true for women. As a society obsessed with scrolling and comparing ourselves to Instagram influencers, I mean, this is a huge benefit. Loving the skin we're in. Is that a copyright? I hope not. In addition, uh, as Sarah mentioned, there is a reduction in anxiety. The release of dopamine and oxytocin, in addition to getting you a little high, sends certain positivity signals to parts of your brain and body that improve your overall mental well-being. And one of those effects, as measured by the same Indiana University study, is reduced anxiety. This brings to mind an article I read in the journal, The Archives of Sexual Behavior, that discusses sexual subjectivity. They define sexual subjectivity as encompassing multiple aspects of sexual self-perceptions, including sexual body esteem, perceptions of efficacy, and entitlement to sexual desire, pleasure, and self-reflection. So all of those things fall under the umbrella of sexual subjectivity, and that's a lot of stuff how you feel about yourself sexually, your perceptions of how good you are, whether or not you deserve sexual pleasure. These are all categories that anyone would love to score high in. These overall sexual subjectivity scores were all higher in men and women who masturbated. And there was a direct correlation between greater sexual subjectivity and greater overall well-being. I also want to touch on orgasms. There is this idea that the point of masturbation is to achieve an orgasm. And while that is true in a lot of cases, it certainly doesn't have to be. Masturbation as self-care can provide many more impactful results than just an orgasm, depending on how you approach the practice. Here's Sarah again. You know, one of the things masturbation can be used for is if, if orgasm is something that you struggle with. It can be a way to experiment. It can be a way to get to know yourself better. But I think whenever we go into a pleasurable experience, goal-oriented, we take out the joy of the journey. 
If my goal with masturbation is as a self-care practice, my goal is to get to to know myself better, to get to know better what, what I find pleasurable. Maybe one of my goals could be to explore new parts of my body that bring me pleasure. I don't know. It can be different for everybody. But if I go in with the goal of just learning more about myself and how my body works, I might orgasm as a as a part of the journey. But maybe that wasn't the destination going in. Maybe the destination was what brings me pleasure? And I think that's a question we can ask ourselves in all areas, not just sexually. I'll admit this was harder to wrap my head around than I thought it would be. It's strange to think about going into a self-pleasure or masturbation practice without the end goal of orgasm. But if I think about it as some sort of inevitability later and allow the time in between to be more about self-discovery, it really takes a turn and becomes something different, more meaningful and more beneficial than just aiming for an orgasm. Even though we're discussing self-pleasure, masturbation as a form of self-care, there are a number of benefits that a practice like this can have on other social aspects of your life. Obviously, feeling more positive about yourself and raising your self-esteem and lowering your anxiety are all good for feeling more confident in social situations. But on a more intimate level, a regular masturbation practice and spending time learning what forms of touch and sensation you like can be instrumental in a fun and enjoyable sex life with your partner. I think this is something that can be such such a gift to a relationship is if you can tell your partner, here's how I like to be touched, here's the temperature at which I like to be touched, here's the, the textures in which I like to be touched, and um, you can share with somebody that information in a way that feels safe and vulnerable, I think that can really be a way to bring people closer, a way to try new things together. It's a way to be experimental without having to sort of guess, you know, you don't have to up, up, down, down, left, right, A, B, somebody's body. They already tell you. They give you the cheat code. Yeah. You don't have to guess the cheat code because they know. And it can be very connecting experience to be able to be able to tell somebody how, how you like to be touched. And I think, you know, mutual masturbation, which means people in relationships can share their masturbatory practices with each other in tandem or if you're in a throuple or however your relationship is organized, you guys can do that together without any risk of infection, without any risk of pregnancy. And this can be a way you still have very much bring and receive pleasure from each other. You can learn a lot watching your somebody you're in a relationship with masturbate because you can then see how they like to be touched because you're learning from them by watching them touch themselves. It's a, it can be a very, very connecting experience if you both are open to it, but it can be very vulnerable because now you're showing somebody, this is what I do when, when you're not around. This level of vulnerability may be scary, and so you may want to slow your roll, but the results are proven across many studies. In the same peer-reviewed journal I mentioned earlier, Archives of Sexual Behavior, there are multiple research studies that show couples that masturbate have an overall better sense of sexual well-being and sexual subjectivity. So with all these great things and awesome feelings associated with masturbation, you may be wondering, can I do it too much? And the short answer, yes. Yes, you can. But the more thoughtful and qualified answer is best given by our guest sex therapist, Sarah. Sometimes people get worried about either how much or how little they masturbate. So when do you know if it's too much? When is that? When am I masturbating 
too much? How do I know when I need some help or when I need to call somebody or I need to ask for help? I mean, a lot of times people will wonder if they're hypersexual. You know, I masturbate two or three times a day. Is this a, is this a problem? Am I, and I, I guess I think that that's a good thing for us to talk about. I think that when it's too much is when it causes you distress. And so distress can be a variety of different things. Does it interfere with your work life? Do you find yourself consumed by the thoughts of like, when can you masturbate next? Is it interfering with your sex life? Are you only able to to um, have an orgasm or ejaculate when you're masturbating and not partnered? You know, we could, there's a lot of different litmus, but I think that the key is, does it causing you personally distress? That's a good time to ask to see if that might be something someone can help with. As we are nearing the end of the episode, if you find yourself surprised by any of this, or even if you still feel a little uncomfortable about it, that's probably not on you. For women specifically, there is an entire culture that de-emphasizes and sometimes shames women experiencing pleasure. Even in pop culture, as the journal Sexualities talks about in an article from 2017, the few films that show female masturbation, films like Margot at the Wedding and Black Swan, frame the scenes as negative and transgressive and link characters' self-pleasure expression to shame. And if you think of stuff that may hit a little closer to home, when girls are pulled out of class in fourth grade to learn about their periods, boys are learning about erections and wet dreams. And there seems to be a serious lack of education on the topic at hand. I think you're onto something with a lack of education. There's a lack of education around, like, uh, the parts of a vulva, how a vulva works, how uh, a vulva may prefer orgasming versus a, a penis. You do, I mean, the fact that you are from an early age are talking about ejaculation, wet dreams, those kind of things, it is more normalized that this is something that's going to happen to you, period. I do think that there is a space for some sort of essentially like adult sex education, right? We, we aren't taught a lot of things. We figure these things out as we go along. Meanwhile, you know, a high percentage of us are masturbating or having sex, and yet some parts of our body are still foreign to us. You know, one of the things that can be a benefit of masturbation for people with vulvas is that there is a high number of, of vulvas that orgasm only from external stimulation. You know, and you might not know that unless you, you have some time to sort of see how your personal body works. And I think that those are those are those little things that come up, like for people who have erectile dysfunction and they get Viagra for the first time or Cialis. You know, one of the few pieces of advice I give as a sex therapist is, go try that out by yourself. Take your take your uh, medication and then see how it affects your body personally. How does it? How do you? How long does your erection last? How, how does the orgasm feel? These are things you want to discover before you're partnered. And this is true for lots of different areas of sex. A very special thanks to Sarah Tomakich for talking with us today. You can find out more about what she does on her website, sarahtomakich.com. I also want to thank Talia Dalton for the theme song and a huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters out there. These people keep this show going with their support. I don't know why I'm going into this really bad Kennedy voice. Awesome people. Ginny, Andrew, Kara, Katie, many more. Even some more names that start with K. Is that weird? 
Uh, if you've been listening and wondering how you can show your love, head over to patreon.com slash friendrequestpod and sign up. If you're on Instagram, you can go to the link tree in my bio, in the friend request bio, and you can go to it right there. So if you were like, what was that address? Just do that. It's literally, it's about a dollar a month and your money goes directly to keeping the lights on over here. I'm talking about hosting fees, editing, all that jazz. We only have a few self-care episodes left, but some really great topics are still coming up. So stick around. I will talk to you next week. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.